Lots of reviews out about Nefarious. A lot of reviews out. Uh, All of them that I've seen say how good it is. Uh, you know, some negative. Uh, well, they, they talk about one casting error a lot. They, they bring up one particular <laughs> casting mistake. Oh, no. They do. <laughs> they do. A lot of them it's do. like the greatest distraction. They're like, you should see this movie. It's really great. You know, it's going to make a lot of people talk, you know, but Glenn Beck was in it. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's the greatest diversion. It really I does ever. seem like they, you know, like normally they wouldn't want to praise a movie that's like has a good message like this. No, and, you know, so they so they instead like just focus on you. Yeah. Instead of just complimenting the movie, which they seem to have liked, they just yeah. say Glenn Beck sucks. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. great. It's great it's for me. Great. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Nefarious, get your tickets. Uh, it opens in theaters nationwide today. Uh, and you can get your tickets at whoisnefarious.com. Needs to be a big opening weekend to keep it in theaters. Whoisnefarious.com. You know, I was in a really good mood up until about 10 seconds ago. Okay, 10 seconds ago. I'm getting ready. I've been here for hours doing show prep. It's all on the screen in front of me. And just as I'm about to open the mic, a little window pops up and it says, your organization requires your device to restart. And I'm like, I am the organization. What are you talking about? I'm so glad you're feeling this pain too. Your organization requires uh, an update. Your device will be restart, restarted to install this update or restart it now. Okay or restart now. So the two options are okay, agree to the restart, and restart now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, what do I pick? What do I pick? I it mean, could be like a 15-minute update and we'll have no show. Uh, okay? Okay? Yeah, I think okay is okay. the way to go. See if it holds. We'll see. Okay, nothing's happening. This is the first time I've been excited that nothing is happening. (sighs) All right, we got a great show for you. Coming up in 60 seconds. We'll see if we have a great show coming up for you. (laughs) Seems like a great time to tell you about GenuCell. Uh, Now, look, you could go to Brazil or Colombia, get Gracie's stuff done to your face and get rid of those fine lines and the bags under your eyes and the wrinkles. But why would you do that when you just could go with GenuCell? Claire writes in. She says, I absolutely love GenuCell. My skin feels so good, tighter, younger. With a more even tone, and I even only used it for one week. My advice for everyone, take a before picture. And it's true, nothing works like GenuCell. It's a recipe that's been in the family for over 20 years. It's made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches that are always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. The choice is clear. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. Save over 70% off right now at GenuCell's uh, website with their most popular package, featuring their Ultra Retinol and Dark Spot uh, Corrector. 
Don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. All orders are upgraded to free shipping, and every subscription order includes a complimentary spring spa box with three spa essentials. Also free. This is only available for a limited time. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Thank you so much, Stu. Thank you. Jason joins us. Jason is the uh, head of um, research uh, for the broadcasts that I do, and uh, and also the uh, the guy who watches over you know global problems that have anything to do with the military, and the guy who has the most illegal search history in the entire, <laughs> in the company. entire company, and that includes <laughs> Jeffy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really scary when you say you know you research something, and then you go by his office, and he's sitting there, dark room. You're like, are you okay? And he's like, on the dark web. Think I'm finding some really good stuff. Uh, that's probably not the right words. Good stuff on the dark web. Anyway, Jason is here because uh, yesterday the FBI arrests the National Guardsmen linked to the Pentagon classified documents leak. Now, I saw the pictures from the sky. Can we... Uh, let's see if they match what I saw, because it didn't look like the FBI. That looked a lot like uh, army people. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. The vehicles, certainly. The vehicles are. Now, well, they- when they were walking out, they had like four rifles. They were all in the camo. What is that how our FBI dresses now? Do we just not? Are all norms gone? Now, I have to hand it to our FBI. Because this is this could have been anybody, anybody in the world. And they found him. Okay, they found him this quickly. Mm. Congratulations. Now, they still don't know who leaked the Dobbs decision. (laughs) And there's only 12 (laughs) suspects there. Uh, But I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure they're working on it. Now, um, I brought Jason in because Jason, you were in. And I hate to say it, military intelligence. That's correct. Um, And you were in military intelligence, so you know this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what he is accused of doing. So that... According to the New York Times. So there was that, you know, batch of classified documents that ended up on a Discord server, which gamers use to talk to each other while they play games. Um, But it, it was on this Discord server, and somehow it went from the Discord server to eventually getting leaked out onto Telegram, places like that. But these are, my first thought was when I saw this break yesterday, I'm like, he's 21 years old, he's a National Guardsman, and he has access to these kinds of top secret documents? How's that possible? So these kinds is very important to this story, because when you look at the classified documents, and yes, I do have a copy of the classified documents. There's a, I mean, I don't have a copy of the classified documents. It was him. <laughs> There's a, at the top of it, it'll Somewhere say Somewhere like, Merrick Garland is laughing right now. <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> go, go, go. Um, on these classified documents, it says top secret at the top, you know, um, and it also has like their special access program, SAP, or sensitive compartmentalized information. So what that means is there's top secret, and then above that, if you get cleared, there's SCI or SAP, which means you're read into certain things. Okay. So just because you have a top secret clearance, you can't just be like, hey, I want to know who really shot John F. Kennedy. It's got to be in there somewhere. You can't go searching for that type of stuff. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. He had access to this computer link? 
Yeah, so the computer, was, and this was this came out on the New York Times yesterday. It's been slow dip, drip, which is very odd also from our mainstream media. But last night, uh, the New York Times said that he pulled this information off of something called JWICS. And that stands for Joint Worldwide Intelligence uh, Communication System. Okay. So basically what that is, is that's like that's like an internet service provider. That's like if you have your internet through Verizon or Comcast or something like that. So you can. So like, it's a it's a secure line. Exactly. Okay. It's not a machine or anything. It's you plug your computer into a secure a line. Exactly. Okay. You can you can call on it. You can send okay. texts on it. You can send email on it. Okay. Now, saying that he pulled it off a of JWix is like Glenn. If you have Verizon at your house and they said, "Well, Glenn got this information off of Verizon Wireless." Okay, can I have a little more context there? (laughs) Was it a text? Was it an email? Was he surfing for it on the internet? What? So JWix is just the system. Okay, so if you got onto that system, though, does it have like a Google page at the front? You're like, Kennedy assassination. And it pops up the information. Uh, Classified details in Ukraine. No. And it popped. No. No, no, no. Okay. And I'm going to try and tell this with some context that I don't get arrested by an FBI SWAT team. But, um, oh, they're already here. They're, they're probably down that, by. Yeah, let's you look here. out there. Um, so on they, that, they there's. They park out front. So, yeah, they're just kind of there all the <laughs> I've time. I've got a waiting. fast vehicle. Okay, I'm going to use a, it if I have to. Here's the thing this is, this is the honest truth. So, you know, when they come and haul them away, I'm on record saying this. I have nothing to do with this. No. <laughs> uh, Jason has worked for me for years and has never. Ever divert? Not that you have a bunch of stuff, but you've never diverged or, or, or um, uh, divulged, uh, divulged any kind of classified information in any aspect of anybody's life. And also, the system is designed so that I really can't. The okay. system is designed so that a twenty-year-old enlisted kid can't get his hands on everything and anything. It's designed that way. But what you're just describing, like, you know, go to a Google page, whatever, there is something on the JWix called Intel Link. So Intel Link is basically, that's like the, the internet, right? Or that's basically like the computers that are all linked together. There would, it, it'd be more, it's, I guess it's more like, better to describe it as like an intranet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a place where you can click on and there's like a group of things here. I mean, like that. Is there like a Wikipedia for <laughs> there secrets? Is, there is a Wikipedia. It's called Intellipedia. That's for top secret nerds to like say, basically they build like Wikipedia style pages. Okay, so wait, would this National Guardsman, he is with 102nd Intelligence Wing, uh, he's 21 years old. Would he have access to Intellipedia? Yes, I think yes, he would be able to access Intellipedia. I had this. I had a top secret SCI clearance, which is as high as it gets in the military. Um, I would be able to go into the SCIF, the facility mm-hmm. where this stuff is at, and I could get onto a. I could get onto one of these terminals that's hooked up to um, JWix, and I could go to Intellipedia if I wanted to. But the information is a lot more broad there. So it's just basically just a bunch of nerds being like, this is what we're seeing in Ukraine. This is what we think should happen. It's not like... It's not these documents. No, no. It's not, here are the locations of every single Western Special Forces team. That would be SCI or SAP. Meaning you have to be read into that. You have to have a special login to send that information to and from terminals on the JWICS. Let's just say that, I don't know. The Capitol Police were searching for something, and they just happened to walk out of the room, and it was there on the screen. <laughs> just any way to get it on the screen. Could he print it or no. take a picture of it? He could take a picture of it. 
he could he could take a picture of it on the computer, but that's not what happened. He he printed it off and then took a picture. So of it. how could he? You couldn't have printed it off in the skiff. There would be a you could, but there would be a record that someone printed that off in the skiff. In the skiff. Uh, one of the re- ways they were, you know, one of the many ways they were able to identify this guy supposedly was that he printed them off, brought them home, put them on his counter. And then you could see it was the exact same counter that he had in other photos, right? Like the counter in his kitchen. Right? Yeah, and there was a <laughs> it's just like yeah, a there was a reflection of the room yeah. and yeah. things like that. Again, can't find the secretary no. of one of the twelve justices no, that leaked that. It's impossible. They found out because they had a reflection of his furniture in his room. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I tell you, I mean, see, this is the way the system worked back when I was in. I heard that they were trying to like modernize the JWIC system. Um, as, as I think it started like. Last year, a couple years oh, ago. Okay, so it's like Biden was involved. So modernize <laughs> so, it means Chuck Lehman open. <laughs> well, right. Well, I was I was thinking what from what they were saying, they were trying to make it even more restrictive than when, when I was in. Hmm. Like it was all gonna be cloud-based and a lot more like two-factor authentication, all these different things. What I, what really irritated me about the New York Times piece last night was they didn't ask any of these questions. They were just given an acronym and even the the what the acronym means, and they said, Yeah, he's pulled off JWIX. Okay. okay. So, all right. So hang on. Just a second. Why would the New York Times feel the need to ask the government any questions? <laughs> well, especially when they were probably given it. Viva ask the questions here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they seem to have, you know, trusted their government sources for everything and been burned every time yeah. as we find out it's false. Why would an editor say, did you ask them these questions? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's almost like they were just given a piece of paper and said, print this. That's the way it felt to me. If, you, if I'm at the New York Times and I'm actually curious about getting to the bottom of this, because I don't think we're getting the, truth, the, the full story here at all. But I personally would have been like, okay, he got it off JWIX. How did he get it off of JWIX? Where was it at in JWIX? Was it in an email, something that's called Icemail and in top secret email in JWIX? Was he reading someone's email? Did someone send him an Icemail and this information was on it? Not a definitely not an FBI agent. What is the full definitely not an FBI <laughs> definitely agent? Definitely not an FBI agent. <laughs> Whatever I say, not an FBI agent. <laughs> Justice Department had nothing to do with this. I will say that FBI does have access to JWIX, so I'll just put that out there. <laughs> so does the DOJ. <laughs> Oh my, oh, my gosh. I'm not implying anything. They just, okay. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just wondering how, and let me take a break and, and have you come back. Have you figured out any way that this could be done by, by this kid? What are the most likely uh, scenarios? Because if you're telling us you can't just log in and he wouldn't have the ability to log in to get this kind of information... What would he have to have, or how is the most likely way it would have happened? Joining uh, back with Jason here in just about 60 seconds, Starla wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I know people get tired of commercials, but you know what? Relief Factor really works. After just two weeks of taking it, my pain is gone, just gone. I've uh, begun recommending it to all of my friends who are dealing with pain. I would have never recommended something unless I had tried it myself and found that it worked. Thank you so much. Starla, thank you for writing in. Listen, if you're dealing with pain, take her advice. Take my advice. We're both users. We both. Yeah, I mean, I'm a user. Uh, we 
I dropped my relief factory, uh, my relief factor uh, in some sort of, you know, dirty bathroom in the back of a bar. I got to have it, man. I'm a user. I got to have it. It doesn't do any of that. It's all natural, but it does take you out of pain. Uh, it was developed by doctors and it works for me. Relieffactor.com. I don't know why I went to train spotting there, but I did. Relieffactor.com <laughs> or call 800 for relief. 800 for relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, they're saying this guy uh, is stationed at the National Guard base as a cyber transport systems journeyman. What the hell is that? (laughs) I have no idea. That's Air Force. He held the (laughs) he held the highest level security clearance granted by the government to review top secret information. SCI. Top secret SCI. So he would have access to this. He stuff. would have access. Yeah, he, he would be able to get into the skiff and he would be able to look at that computer. For sure. But he wouldn't be able to search for it and look for it. There, it would have to have been he'd have to either know where it was because I'm guessing I, I'm trying to understand this in. And I was going to say normal people terms, but I don't know anybody who's actually been on the dark web except you. When you on the dark web, there is no like Google function. You have to know what you're looking for. Right. A little more so there. People have built search, uh, t- not ca- people have built web pages on the dark web where you can search through like basically like a list of links. OK, yeah. to go to. And is there a list of links on this kind of thing? Kind of like an intranet. OK, that's would be the equivalent. So he could go around. He could look on that. He could look on Intellipedia if he wanted to. But as far as something that has SAP or SCI access type information, there's no search function for that. So you couldn't just be like, ah, I'm going to go to this site on JWix on the Intel link, and then I'll just pull up all this information. So we, when you asked me before, what's the most likely scenario? Either someone else's email was up. Is I'm just theorizing here. He just walks into the room, and the email, the guy didn't close it out in the skiff, which would be highly unlikely, right? Yeah. Well, you unless if if unless they're completely incompetent, which that's a possibility. And if yeah. so, I want to know about that. Right. Someone should ask that. Right. Um, or someone could have sent him an ice email that he should not have received. That could have been possible as well. Would there be any record of that? Should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, there will be. Yes, there is a record of that. So when they arrest him and they're, you know, printing him as the guy, is there any way for that to be true that he is the only one involved in this? far as the getting the information. It's possible that he was the only one involved in wanting to steal this information. So like I said, if somebody else's mistake allowed him to do this, but that needs to be looked into. But there's also the, the so that's one option. The other option is someone was feeding him information. I want to know who that person is, is as well. That is the only two scenarios that I can think of that make sense. It's, 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 it's the way classified information works. It's set up to where a 21 year old kid cannot do this. It doesn't work that way. There's gotta be somewhere else where mistakes or protocols weren't being followed. We need to know about that. So here's the thing that, um, bothered me from the get go. When we first said, we know who this guy is yesterday. The story was, we know who he is, but we're not going to tell you who he is. And the opening paragraph, I think, of the uh, of the story was he's a guy who loves God and guns. 
and he's with a bunch of guys on the internet with God and guns. And I thought, wow, wow, that's a interesting. <laughs> that's a what a what a what a great sweet deal. And that story was followed by Biden saying, "This is why we need to have more monitoring of all websites." <laughs> Oof. Okay, well, that's coming. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, I would have never said five years ago, eight years ago, would have never said this smells like a setup. This smells like, uh, well, only because of everything else that's going on. For instance, you know, we got the bomb. We got the guy who discovered the pipe bomb. Okay. The first guy who discovered the January 6th pipe bomb, the, the cop. cop. Okay. He's just been arrested. He's going to jail. Why? Because he told someone, hey, man, you should remove that from Facebook. Well, now, I know people who know people who were at January 6th, and they're like, what are you doing? Don't post that. Take, take that off of Facebook. Not that they were doing anything, but when is it, when is it a crime that you say, take that off of Facebook? Yeah. We haven't found the guy who left the bomb. But the guy who discovered the cop who discovered the bomb and then later told uh, somebody else, hey, you should take that off of Facebook. He's arrested and going to jail. Now, as a movie writer, I would say that that's a great setup for he knows something. Shut him up. Am I wrong as a movie writer? Am I wrong on that? No, no. Yeah. But then look how they look how everyone mobilized to figure this out in what a matter of days, days, days. And it was the media that actually broke it, or did the media figure this out before the feds did? Right. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And it's uh, and that's weird because that would be internal sources, and we know what internal sources have fed us through the media before. Nothing but lies. And did you see how the New York Times came across that information? (laughs) No, (laughs) but I have a feeling you do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up in uh, just a second. It is, uh, it's quite an amazing day today on uh, news and and a bit confusing, but the truth will come out and the truth will set us free at uh, some point. Next hour, I have some of the best news I've heard in a very long time. Something that is just so unbelievably cool. I cannot wait to share it with you. That's coming up in a half an hour. The Glenn Beck Program. Nice pair of regular old shoes you got there. But those really get you where you're going. But, I mean, you know, who who needs spring in your step when you, you could have a much more comfortable, you know, glide in your stride you know i'm talking about the all-season slippers for my pillow sure anybody can wear shoes but how many of us can wear slippers uh on the outside of our house and get away with it you know what i'm saying these slippers they're having a massive closeout sale this is the number one seller <laughs> over the pillows at mypillow.com they are all-season slippers they normally sell for 149.98 okay you can buy limit 10. You can buy these slippers now for 25 bucks. Are you kidding me? 
25 bucks. These are all season slippers, so you can wear them to work. You can wear them anywhere. They're really, really comfortable. They're great. They're guaranteed for 10 years. Money back guarantee. I mean, all of it. Just use the uh, promo code Beck at checkout or when you call them at 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and get 20 bucks off. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're just talking about uh, the National Guardsman who apparently all by himself did something amazing that at least a guy who was in a similar position uh, with the military, um, Jason Batrill, is uh, with us now. And in this, this similar position, he could not do these things. But this 21-year-old kid has figured out a way to do the impossible. And as we uh, stated, the media is just running with this and no one is asking any questions. And if you know what to ask or you're an inquiring kind of, I don't know, what we used to call a journalist, you would ask follow-up questions. Yeah. I mean, there's, I can't think of any reason why he had the information that he had. I think that what we're going to see coming up pretty soon is probably people justifying why he did have this information. But a lot of those documents look like internal CIA documents. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason why he would have those, that, that, those documents specifically. I can't think of it unless, like we talked about before, it was negligently left somewhere on JWIC, on that terminal, or someone sent them to him. Okay, so theorizing. Okay, so hang on. It, it, let's just say you go with a thing where he could have had them because somebody was looking at those documents in the skiff, uh, and they just left and left everything open. That's a pretty wide ranging list of documents. Yeah, I mean, you know, who is looking at that wide of a range? And remember, this this happened over months. So this person had to be so bad that they're at a high enough level to look at all of those documents and then every time leave the skiff without, ah, I forgot to log out. Right. I mean, that's why you ask these follow-up questions. You don't just throw out an acronym, JWIX, that you know 99% of the country is not even going to know what that even means, which is exactly why I think they left it at that. That's why you, that's why you trace the story back all the, all the way so that we can find out what the chain of custody here. Like, how did they even find out who this guy was to begin with? How did the New York Times... I mean, we already saw the cameras. They were there. It was almost, yeah, it could have been an FBI uh, helicopter. No, it was a CNN helicopter. They were there at the exact same time. How did they track this guy down before the feds did? How's that even happen? In a matter of days. Well, the way they did it was they got help. They contracted uh, a group called Bellingcat. You ever heard of them before? Uh, Stu, you, you know Yeah, we know Bellingcat yeah. for some story in the past. I don't remember much about them other than they... My feeling is they were kind of nefarious or slimy. Well, so well, I don't remember a lot of people have suspected that they might be not fully on the level. <laughs> but when they were remember when the um, that Sergei Scripple uh, case came out where the, the, the Russians were fingered as having used a chemical agent on him. Oh, in yeah, the yeah, UK. Yeah. yeah. They're the ones that before anybody else, before law enforcement, before 
intelligence agencies or anything, all of a sudden popped up, oh, we know exactly who it was. It was Russian military intelligence. Here are the pictures of the men that did it. They had it like step by step. This is the route they took. This is where they waited. This is how they did everything. We're like, where are you getting this information? Bellingcat is a private intelligence firm and as per their own description, and they just use open source information. That means just Googling pretty much. So they're either so, awesome so, Googlers, <laughs> hell of a Google, or wow. something else. I don't know. Are, Can you are, hang on? It was ChatGPT that told them. <laughs> That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Do me a favor. Just uh, Google who killed that Russian guy <laughs> in England. See if they come up with a whole. Russian guy <laughs> in England. Come up with all the pictures and the plan and everything. That's an amazing Google search. There yeah. we go. I mean, it's right here. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. First case page. closed. First yeah. page. <laughs> Try who leaked the Dobbs case from the Supreme yes. Court. Oh, yes. Leaked the Dobbs case. Uh, that uh, one is not popping up. Okay. Oh, oh, right. yeah. it's shocking. Maybe we should hire Bellingcat because when they do it on their computers, they instantly find it. Okay, so them. who are they though? So Bellingcat, um, if you go, well, I went to the, this is, this is known in some circles, but I went just to double check last night and check their financials. And under their financials, under their financial support section, they have a couple of interesting ones, right? So mm-hmm. there's a few organizations. Then also... That are, fi- that are financing them. That are financing them. Okay. One being the European Union. Okay. So if you ask them specifically, oh, we don't take money directly from foreign governments, but organizations associated with them. Okay. As if that makes it any better. But then... Well, but that is a foreign government. <laughs> right. The European Union is a government. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't specifically say which entity that's right, affiliated okay. with. But anyway, but for the United States... They do go a little bit more specific. They get funding from the National Endowment for Democracy, NED, <laughs> which, if you if you know their nefarious history, uh-huh. uh, they're basically like a cutout for the CIA. Right. So that's interesting. Two interesting sources where you're getting money from. Now, I don't know. Like, okay, I'm just spitballing here, Glenn. But if you're you're either just really really good Googlers. Or is it possible maybe some information is flowing through some of these uh, support agencies? I, I don't know. That's so what it's some like people information are launderers. Maybe. Allegedly. Could be. <laughs> I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I'm just saying it yeah, looks very, very interesting. And right. These and, are, and you're not actually claiming to know anything. You're just connecting dots at this point because... There is something wrong with this story. Right. I'm, I'm just, I mean, these are the things that you would think the New York Times would do, right? Or at least make that disclosure when you're like, I don't even think that they even said that in their uh, their actual article last night about, oh, this, by the way, this is how we got the information. Uh, nearly simultaneously when their article came out, Bellingcat just tweeted and said, so our analysts teamed up with the uh, New York Times to identify the name of the leaker. Okay. So the New York Times didn't even identify. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember seeing that in the article. But they could have. I just don't remember that. But I mean, that's kind of a big thing. But even if they did um, say, uh, you know, disclose that, you should probably also disclose um, where some of their funding Funding comes comes. from. Because that's an interesting part of the story. Huh. Um, Okay. So um, what do we do with this information? Well, first, let me ask you this. They always say follow the money, which you just did. Um, but on this one, who wins with this information? Who's the big winner from this being released? Because they're trying to say that he's a God and, and uh, country and guns guy. Maybe he is. I don't know. Um, but that's awfully convenient 
and it's been used immediately to get more uh, resources to scrub the web and monitor every every nook and cranny of the web and stifle people and control it. Okay, so that's the first one. If this guy is God and guns, we know how that's going to be used. This guy is, you know, a terrorist. But on the information that was released, who wins? What did it slant one way or another? Well, the interesting thing about the information that that has come out, I've looked at it and the way it was reported, I did not agree with. So the way it was reported was this was the most damaging leak um, since since the Civil War. Since the Civil War. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. Um, Since Edward Snowden. And I was like, really? Because that what Snowden revealed was pretty impactful to the intelligence community. I mean, it oh. devastated what they were doing at the yeah, time. Yeah, everything. Right. He exposed how it all worked. Right, exactly. And, and, and this doesn't really. So in some of the documents, you can tell that they received some, or some of the information coming from Signals Intelligence. So they're listening in to, I don't know, one even kind of assumed that we were listening into the Russians, like we had some assets mm-hmm. within the FSB. That's pretty significant. So that's damaging to us. But everything else was kind of known. Everyone in Congress knew that we had special forces in Ukraine. The American public didn't. Um, we didn't know the extent mm-hmm. for which we were involved. Yeah, but we, when we, I say Congress, I mean like the Gang of Eight, right? Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, even anybody who knows how any of this stuff works knows that we have special forces all over the world. Right. And then every other government in the world knew this as well. Yeah. So um, that's not big. I mean, and the thing that came out about Egypt, that was to our benefit. You know, uh, revealing that they were thinking about sending munitions to Russia. That's in our benefit. Calling out some one of our supposed allies that's kind of going against us. Um, calling out Israel um, for not doing enough. That, that's for our benefit. Everything kind of seemed to benefit us. Everything that came out. Mm. I don't see it as this huge damaging leak. Well, I see it as, bad, I mean, but- Australia came and said, don't know if we can trust the Americans anymore. Five eyes. I don't know if we can share things because it might be leaked. So I saw that as pretty damaging. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one thing for them to say that, but for the country that built Five Eyes and the one that gave them probably 75% of their technology, they're not getting off of Five Eyes. So they can say as much as they want, but they're not going to. When it came out that we were spying on, you know, yeah. Angela Merkel, Merkel yeah. and she gave a strongly worded letter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about all that's going to happen on okay. that. You know what I mean? All right, Jason, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Patriot Mobile. Got a challenge for you. If you're like most people, uh, and there are, you know, some things that you'd probably change about your mobile plan if it wasn't such a big hassle to do so, right? Um, You'd get in there, you'd fiddle with it, you'd find a better price, save some money in the process. Um, But it's just a hassle and a convenience. You just don't want to do it. Well, take a challenge. Take a bit of time today and go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Just want you to look at what they have. I think you're going to like what they what you see. They're going to be able to save you money and give you the same great sales service. Now, they're also America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. That means you're going to get the best possible service wherever you're at. And if you're not satisfied with the coverage guarantee, let's just switch to a you know, different network for free without changing carriers. More importantly, you're doing business with people who hold the same values that you have. 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. 
PatriotMobile.com slash back or call them at 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, so uh, I think here is we're looking at this. Um, we have to look at who this guy apparently was. He had a dark view of the government. Well, who doesn't? Um, he is, uh, you know, loves God, uh, loves his country. That's code language for MAGA, I think. Um, and he was 21 years old and he somehow or another accessed this, but not for an ideological reason, apparently just to be cool with his friends. Yeah, it's a very 2023 story. We're like, you know, you go back to the 50s, like these spy scandals were like communism versus capitalism, the Soviet Union versus America. You know, even Edward Snowden, like I'm going to expose the infrastructure of our intelligence gathering. This is like I wanted to be cool on discord. Like, it really is a different... With, like, 12 nerds. Yeah, I mean, again, there's so much we don't know about the story, but as it's being reported right now, here's a guy who was in a very small, contained group of friends who was, you know, it seems like all these teenagers looked up to him as this, uh, you know, guy who was really smart and informed, and he started trying to prove that and put these uh, documents on him. And people keep calling him this, like, batch of documents the way it's being reported, if you read the stories, is it wasn't a batch of documents. He was just posting them here and there whenever he felt like it over right. a period of like years, like or at least months. We we know for sure. You know, he would post one or two this day and then a couple more next week. And it just kept coming and people would just see him. And it stayed within this tight environment for right. a very long time until it started leaking out and then going all over the place. And as soon as it did, he realized he was in deep, deep trouble and that's why when there's helicopters flying over his house yesterday, he's just out on the back porch reading a book. Um, I will say, for for some people who, let's say, were, uh, you know, uh, maybe have been in, uh, viewed some scandals of, of police brutality in mm-hmm. certain ways over the mm-hmm. past few years, mm-hmm. if you see how he backs up slowly and listens to the officers, mm-hmm. I know you're going to say he wasn't shot because he's white. I got that. But, like... If you notice that sort of behavior, it doesn't typically end in your death when you act that way. Now, it can occasionally happen. If it does, that that should be called out and those people should pay the price for those crimes. But just a quick note of uh, just how you should surrender to authorities if you've done something wrong. Just maybe a little, uh, maybe someone should build a little instructional booklet out of that one. Um, He backs up slowly and he uh, he is captured. He knew it was coming. He did the thing he was supposed to do to not get killed. This is a side point, but I think one that might some people out there might want to note. So here's this 21-year-old that somehow or another gets his hands on all of these things, and he shouldn't have been able to do that. That's our belief. However, I believe there was another junior enlisted service member who was in his early 20s who leaked a bunch of classified information to WikiLeaks, and it was all ideological. Yeah. Right? Named Bradley Manning. Um... Whoa. Can we can we dump that audio? Chelsea Manning? Chelsea. No, uh, Chelsea isn't the one who committed the crime. It was Bradley Manning. 
Chelsea, are you dead naming? No, because Chelsea Manning. No, it's Bradley. But Bradley did it. And if I remember right, he was welcomed back into the White House as a hero. Sentenced to, I think, seven or ten no, years. 35 years 30 was the penalty. But it was commuted years. to seven years total. By Obama. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty I, sure. I don't know. That feels wrong. In and that, he was, a, like a, timeline, he was but... a big hero because he was trans. Right. Uh, I mean, this, this, this is awfully odd. The way some people are prosecuted quickly and the media is all informed on it and they're there for the pictures. They knew about it. They have all of the information and they're in lockstep with the government. And then other times the government can't find things and the media doesn't even care. They're like, I'm not looking for that. I don't even think that's that's an accurate telling of what the media is doing here I, I think it was glenn greenwald who pointed this out that they assisted the fbi yeah they, yeah. they were the ones really telling everyone where the, who this person was and where they were yeah and it's like you know this is a total op the total opposite of the of the bradley manning thing the of 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 the edward snowden thing you go back to these situations in the past that used to be something that the media really revered right a leaker even if it wasn't ideological if we can get access to these internal documents they go crazy over it we see now not only in this instance with intelligence but also in corporate culture with twitter they don't care about leaks anymore they don't care about reading internal documents among high level executives at twitter they don't care at all they act as if these things don't even happen when they happen to be on the other side of their narrative that's a real problem And meanwhile, we're not talking about what we should be talking about, and that is the government is doing things, according to these documents, in your name, and you don't know it. Rough Greens. Whether you have a picky eater of a dog like mine, or you're just looking for a healthier and happier life for your dog, you need to be giving him or her all the good nutrients that they are missing from their kibble food. Kibble is especially bad. It's basically cooked until there's nothing alive in it. Fortunately, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came up with a solution. I've been using it with Uno forever. Uh, It's called Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on his food or her food. And it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. You're going to get your first bag free. Just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call them on the phone right now. They're waiting for your call at 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Or roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck.
Every day, my wife says, you have to look for more good news. And I said, we are. We're, we're looking for more good news. Um, She's been saying it all week to me. And uh, so last night I got home and I said, I have one of the best good news stories I've ever read. Uh, this is fantastic. And she, I told her the story and she said, A, we have to do this. And B, you need to let your audience know you guys should do something. I think this is one of the, the best good news stories I have heard in a very, very long time. I'm going to share it in 60 seconds. You know your car doesn't care whether it's uh, you know, a good time to break down or not. It doesn't care about your savings or lack thereof, any of your monthly bills, your mortgage, your dreams, any of it. When you get right down to it, your car is really kind of a jerk. I'm just, I'm just saying. Not sure why you're friends with it, but fortunately for you, that's where CarShield comes in. CarShield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget, covers more parts than ever before. You're going to want them when the time for those costly repair arrives, and you can count on CarShield to take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. It's coverage like I have. Call CarShield today, 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan. Lock in your price. It'll never go up. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. You ready? You ready, Stu? I'm ready. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this. A church in North Carolina has again unburdened thousands of families who were struggling. Trinity Moravian Church, I guess it is, in Winston-Salem, bought up and canceled nearly $3.3 million in medical debt Mm. belonging to 3,355 families. Wow. According to the dispatch, this is the second year the members of the church have taken part in the Debt Jubilee Project which assumes past-due medical bills of residents in the area. Through the project, congregants previously purchased $1.65 million of debt, liberating 1,300 people from the Forsyth and Davison counties. When an individual fails to pay their outstanding medical bill, the medical company that is owned hires a debt collection agency. When the agency can't get the money in its collection uh, efforts, the debt is sold to third-party collection agencies, and these are the sharks. These are the ones that will hunt you down, and they pay pennies on the dollar uh, just to help recruit, recoup any loss. Okay. The dispatch indicated that these third-party agencies have a legal right to either collect or forgive the debts. In partnership with RIP Medical Debt in New York, the Debt Jubilee Project exercised its right to do the latter. Reverend John Jackman, the uh, pastor of the church, said most of these families were making a go of it until somebody had to go to the hospital for a few days or to the doctor for some serious medical condition. We can't fix the system, so this is the best we can do. The Jubilee Project raised $15,000, and with that, we were able to go in and bid and buy 
$863.64 in medical debt in Davis County. On March 26, the church held a ceremony. Some of the poorer folks that we deal with get medical bills of 1000 or 3000 and it might as well be $10 million. I think it's time we say that's forgiven. I think it's time for relief. You got to eat. You got to take care of your children. You got to do what you have to do just to live. So they got together in the church. They had a service. Then they took all of that debt and burned it in Jubilee. And then let everyone know, don't worry about that anymore. I think that's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. For, what was it, $15,000? $15,000. Wow, for $15,000 they were able to buy Three million. debt? Three million dollars worth of debt. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I'm going to put up the first fifteen million or 15000 mm. Who will join me? Who will join me today? That's great. Because I've heard that, like, uh, that you could buy debt cheaper. And I've heard some organizations doing this type of thing. But $15,000 will buy you millions of dollars in $3 debt? $3 million in debt. This wow. is like the last of the last. Yeah. So this is given to the guys who are like, go get them. Right. You know what I mean? The people that harass you and yeah, say, hey. They're just yeah. the worst of the worst. And if mm. you've ever had debt, um, you know, I've, I've had debt. You know, when I was young, that had to be collected on. And then I had debt that wasn't mine, that these guys wouldn't leave me alone. That's the kind of people that you're dealing with here. You're getting you're giving them freedom from that. And, you know, this isn't deadbeat debt. This is medical debt. Right. And it has to be debt that they have. They they know about. They know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah but I'm yeah. saying that they have no anticipation of ever collecting right to get that sort of price so these people are really at the end of their ropes and you're taking this away from them that's i mean that's incredible what a great what a great idea right now this of course will be criticized by the left they'll you know this this happened uh even mr beast had to get criticized for this type of thing because this just shows that our system is so bad and and it shows how evil our system is why don't we just have everyone have no debt uh you know no you know, that is what they no, will because say somebody has to somebody has to pay and when we can i think this is a great thing for churches when you can pay that um let's pay it you know let's help each other we've this again this is the kind of stuff that i've been looking for who's who's going the extra mile in a unique way just to help people in meaningful ways. These are the people who are probably the poorest of the poor. I mean, you have $1,000 of medical debt and you can't find a way to pay it off. You're the poorest of the poor. And and you're hassled and you're afraid to pick up the phone. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is great. This is great. Hats off to this, this church. Hats off. I think this is wonderful. Now, I went to RIP Medical Debt. And uh, I haven't had my researchers look into it yet to see, you know, I want to make yeah. sure before it's you, not some. Before you guarantee a yeah. charitable donation, you may want to yeah. just to make sure so, no, no knock on these people or anything. I think it sounds no, no. like a great idea, but you never know. Sounds great. Sounds absolutely great. But I want to make sure that they are um, 
you know, this isn't some woke front or, you know, something like that. I want to make sure this money is actually going and what's happening is actually happening. Uh, so mm-hmm. join That's, me. Yeah, join me. You should do that me. before you give any charitable donation, by the Always. way. Always. Even the ones that we recommend. Even mine. Yeah. Mercury One. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it has, you know, the right ratings and, uh, you know, that it's it's uh, using your money to the the best uh, here's what a guy, he was a president of Goldman Sachs at one point before Goldman Sachs was bad, or at least we knew where they were bad. Um, he said to me, I said, I don't know how to be charitable. I grew up in a poor family. I, I, I don't know how to do it. And I just don't want to just, you know, just slosh money around. I want to make sure it's going to the right things. And, um, he said, I look at, um, charitable funds as investments but you're investing in people. So what are the people you want to affect? What are you, are you trying to get them an education? Are you trying to help feed them? What is it that you want to support and then find the organizations that deliver the most amount of that dollar to the actual end recipient? Look at it as an investment. And I have. And that's what you should do when you're looking for uh, charities who can get it to the person. That's one of the nice things about like give, send, go is it's go- it's going right to the people because it, the people set it up. Um, but I think this is fantastic. And I, I would. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine you imagine how many how many people that are struggling under under debt that this audience could relieve? How cool yeah. would it be to just be able to call these people and just say, hey, forget about your debt? Imagine that. That would be great. That would be, be great. Unbelievable. And if that, I wonder, you know, what market forces would be applied if you tried to do this on a mass scale, right? Like $15,000, maybe you can get the cheapest of the cheap. It's got to get more, the debt gets more expensive the more likely they are to collect it, right? So you'd wonder if you put they, if you try to buy a million dollars, would that have the same ratios? Probably not, but still, it would do a lot of good for a lot of people. I have a feeling it it would. Um, this organization, again, I don't know enough about it, but this organization, you know, they have uh, they have things like for here, Dallas Fort Worth, they have an eighty thousand dollar goal. Eighty-two percent of it is raised for Dallas debt. Uh, Western uh, Michigan, uh, Athens, Clark County, Georgia. You can find the regions that you want to give to, and they have done millions and millions and millions of dollars. I, I I think this is great if they are indeed who they say they are. I'm sure there's some organization doing this well and right. And it may be this. We'll, we'll check into it. it. And if it maybe if, if this is the right one, we'll have somebody on about it to talk about it. I think it'd be interesting to, I think a lot of people want to do good for people without, you know, all the nonsense. You know, I think a lot of these, these causes that are out there, it scares people away from giving their charitable dollars because they see how many of these things they've given to in the past that turn out to be doing things that, you know, you don't want, uh, you don't want to be associated with. Right. So hopefully. This hopefully is, this is clean. Yeah. Hopefully but, this is clean. Yeah. But we'll see because once we call them and say, hey, our audience <laughs> wants to help. 
Uh, we don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. That's always a good indication. We don't want your money. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll know right away. But again, this North Carolina church, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Cool idea. We have more good, good news stories coming up in just a second. Um, first, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. Some people were just born to help others. You know the type. You run across them. They're, they're the type of people that just, they seem to always... I mean, they're always helping. They're always there at the right time with the right stuff and saying the right things. And they really, truly care. I would really like to be one of those people before, before I die. I'd like to be somebody that is, that is just compassion. Wouldn't that be great to be able to say, say about somebody? This person is the person that I know that is the most compassionate person I know. How great is that? I was reading a story. I'm sorry. I'm going to get off the script here for a second. I was reading a story last night about a doctor that has done research uh, on end-of-life dreams and visions. So it's people in, like, hospice. And the nurses apparently know, if they're hospice nurses, they know that when somebody has a dream and like their mother comes to them or somebody comes to them that they know they have about 48 hours to live. And the doctors always dismiss this, but the nurses are the ones that have noticed the pattern. So he did a research study on it and found that that's generally true that when you're right about to die in a couple of days that they know because you'll have a vision or a dream. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the secret to finding this out was who was compassionate. Doctors were in and out and just looking at the stats. The nurses were actually listening to the patients. So anyway, you just want somebody who is thinking out of the box when you're going to work on something. You want somebody who is compassionate and really cares about you as well as they're, you know, standing in the business. This is why I started real estate agents. I trust.com. I wanted a group of agents and now it's even more important because now you, now you don't even know who you're getting in the car with, you know, now you don't, you have no idea. Can we talk? Can we not talk? I don't even feel like they really represent you because I don't know. I might use the word master bedroom by mistake. We found the people. These are people that are fans of the show. They're cut from the same cloth that you are. You'll understand each other. And, um, you know, generally speaking, you both love the Lord. You'll probably, you know, everybody's trying to do the right thing. They want you to get a good deal. They want the seller to get a good deal, uh, as well as the buyer. So realestateagentsitrust.com. You want a great, great agent? Realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll recommend one to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to. Um, I, I want to uh, talk to you about our podcast that released last night to Blaze TV subscribers out today. Um, but I urge you to listen, listen to it, especially if you're if you're somebody who's you know working on compassion and there's somebody in your life who is struggling. I have two friends uh, that I know. It's a husband and wife. 
Um, they're the Elmers. And they met when uh, he was over in Australia. I think she's from or Australia or New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. And um, they met and fell in love, wanted to get married. But when he turned 18, he started going through real depression. He's manic depressive. And it's like textbook bad manic depressive. There are times that he just can't even, he just can't even move. Uh, and, you know, they, they fell in love. And when they talked about marriage, he's like, you can't, you don't, you don't know what I go through. Right now I'm feeling really good, but you don't know me. When I go down, I go way down. And she said, I know about depression. He said, you don't know about this. And she said, well, I will learn. And now she's gone to be uh, a nurse that is, um, that specializes in mental illness. Uh, she's a psychiatric nurse practitioner and his greatest advocate. And I watch these people struggle. I watch him through the bad times and the good times. And he's one of the most hopeful people, even in the bad times. He's one of the most hopeful people that I have ever met. I caught him before he was going kind of slipping down again. And we were we talked about having a podcast. I think their story needs to be heard because it is a different look at depression and if you don't know what depression is, when we are having so many suicides, if you don't know what it is, then you can't help. And she's able to give you the perspective of somebody who's just watching it and saw it and didn't understand it. And now as a, as a nurse practitioner for psychiatric care, she can tell you the doctor side of it. And he can tell you what it feels like on the inside. You'll get perspective like you've never seen before. And you will walk away like I, like I do every time. These guys are spiritual giants. I don't know how they do it, but they are giants, giants. How can you help? Can a marriage survive something like this? What do people get wrong about mental illness? How do you help somebody who is suffering? And how do you help somebody who is helping somebody that is suffering? Through faith in God, you will learn anything is possible. It is, we cut all the commercials out of this. It's commercial interrupt, uh, no, no commercial interruption. Because it was just, it just felt sacred and it felt, um, I don't know, something that you just need to hear, and I didn't want to throw a bunch of commercials uh, in it. You can watch this podcast now at blazetv.com slash Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn. It'll be available tomorrow on my YouTube channel and wherever you go to get your podcast. I recommend watching this one. Uh, you can listen to it, but uh, you'll get so much more when you look at these people in the eyes. It's it's. They're remarkable people, just remarkable people. I want you to meet them. Today's podcast 
now at Blaze TV. Uh, all right. We have Selena Zito coming up in about an hour from now. She has found stories of what she calls dignity and grace. And she says there's they are everywhere. And I want her to tell you uh, the story of she was in this little coffee shop and she overheard this conversation and then got involved in it. And it's the real story of America. She's coming up in about an hour. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Yesterday, while I was on the air, we were in an auction and I bought some Lincoln artifacts and also MacArthur's five-star license plate from his Jeep right before Truman sent him home. Uh, I, I am trying to preserve American history, but you can help. And not on that scale, just in your own home. This is so important, may end up in the end being more important than anything that I collect and try to preserve. It's the story of your life, the story of your family, what America was like when you were growing up or your kids were growing up. All of that stuff is not made to archive, okay? All of that tape, the videotape, the pictures, everything, they are decaying at a rapid pace. I urge you to be a historian of your own family and preserve your past and the past of our country. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Go to Legacybox.com slash Beck. 50% off right now. Just order now and send it in when you're ready. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Get early access to every podcast if you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and save 20 bucks. Nobody listens to you. I know. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) If they just would listen to you. We're just... Yeah, the Beatles could have been somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just looking at the reviews of Nefarious, which is uh, Blaze TV's own... Steve Dace? Steve Dace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's after this show every day. Steve Dace, he wrote this book called Nefarious. It's excellent. It is like uh, uh, screw tape letters, but set in modern times. And it is, it's just fantastic. Well, he decided he was going to make it into a horror film. And he did. And it opens today. And what Stu and I were joking about was we're reading the reviews. And uh, how many times did I say, don't, don't, uh, you don't, don't, I'm a distraction. Don't, don't put, put me, in. me in this movie. You said it, I'm I a heard distraction. you say it a bunch of times before right. it happened. And then I heard you encourage them to edit you out. Yes. Because I'm a distraction. Because you're a distraction. Correct. So the movie reviews are coming out. And the only thing that is being said about this that is negative <laughs> is me. Okay. And they're not talking about my acting. They're not talking no, about anything. No. In fact, okay. one, one of the reviews complimented your acting. They just hated you. <laughs> yeah, just hate me. Yeah. I'm a distraction. So don't please go to the movie and then 10 minutes before it's over, just close your eyes. You're going to need to see. You're going to need to hear what's going on. But my big fat face is not even what they're saying. I mean, if I were reviewing, I'd be like, 
Glenn Beck is enormous, not an enormous star, enormous. He blocks the star field. Anyway, we really should go through your acting career because you've been no, in a I, few things no, over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, well, you want they wanted you in one of the Sharknados that I remember. Did and, you ever get in one of them? No, no, no. They wanted me and I was too busy and I said no. And it was like the second or third one. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah. And it was like when they were really hot, I yeah. should have just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going. I'm doing it. Because I really want to be. Whoever, who, who regrets not taking a Sharknado uh, Oh role. my gosh. That would have been so fun it to play fun. the president and to be like... Send the buzz saws out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you were you've been in you were weren't you in one of the um, Ayn Rand movies yes, as I well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now uh, this. I mean, how do you like honestly? Because we, I love to joke and just torture you over this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. usually really good in this stuff. I mean, like you've done sketches and other things like that where you've been excellent. You're you're good. You're, you know, you're good at this. Oh, type I was of thing. in Cheers. I mean, I and I was gonna, you were in Cheers. That was your the start that of your acting acting career. Role. By the yeah. way, you can do this. You can go to YouTube and search for Glenn Beck on on Cheers, and someone went through all ha- uh, the hassle to take the entire episode that you're on, and you are legitimately just a person sitting at the bar. That's when all you're it like was. 22. I was an extra. Yeah, I, like it's yeah. hilarious. I'm like a kid. Yeah, yeah. And you just see Glenn behind what you did on this supposed day where you were i mean you must have been hammered you were there all day you were drinking all over the place uh all over the bar. colored water pissed me off <laughs> or oh, not real beer huh no oh that's no fun yeah. at all um but so that is there on youtube if you would like to see glenn beck's acting career begin yeah. it yeah. is a lot of fun to watch so anyway uh so let me give you the the i mean this is really these are great reviews um, a Christian message like a progressive lecture admits uh, an otherwise generic story can spoil the fun even for the true believers. They may be more forgiving of those narrative detours, if they, uh, but if they spot them all the same, it's the one reason nefarious is a two-tier triumph. The thriller follows a psychiatrist judging the sanity of a death row inmate. It's more complicated than that, of course, but the film's demonic angle keeps the spiritual themes alive. Nefarious embraces its mission without sacrificing thrills, integrity, or the genre's core elements. Entourage alum Jordan Belfi stars as Dr. James Martin, a psychiatrist filling in for a colleague at the last minute. The late colleague, to be, to, to be precise, courtesy of a chilling prologue. Dr. Martin must evaluate a serial killer before his planned execution. If he determines the inmate to be sane, then the grisly show goes on. If not, the killer will keep rotting away in prison. The inmate proves as challenging as the prison warden promised. That's Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, uh, Flannery as Edward Wayne Brady, who claims to be possessed by a demon with an unpronounceable name. Cue a battle of wills, one allowing Flannery to chew on the scenery in a fully committed performance. Much of Nefarious involves the fiery back and forth between the doctor and the inmate. The audience will appreciate Flannery's twitchy approach to the material. He is hypnotic, and you will not be bored for a minute. That is absolutely true. I, I've, I, they are submitting his name for an Oscar. He's not going to win because of the movie, um, and maybe because I'm in the movie. <laughs> But uh, he's not going to win an Oscar, but he should be nominated for an Oscar and maybe win it. It it is a stunning performance. Um, 
Then the next uh, the next one, nefarious, a thought provoking supernatural horror exercise in morality. What if I were to, to tell you this is a Christian film within a horror genre? Some of some Christians may react negatively because one of the biggest criticisms criticisms about modern Christian films is that the portrayals of real life are so overwhelmingly uplifting that it borders on parody. It's rare to see a Christian film or even a modern Christian sermon that covers the topic of sin. Whenever anyone shines a light on the evils that consume our world today, people tend to get uncomfortable in the face of defined definitions of right and wrong. As a result, most Christian content won't even highlight society's issues of immorality because the belief is that it's much easier to win people over by being uplifting rather than being truthful. Not only does this film stand apart with its strong Christian background, but it also eschews the Blumhouse style of horror films about a cliche uh, portrayal of demons with mediocre plots highlighted by cheap actors that leads to a solid 90 minutes of jump scares. The genre has become so formulaic that audiences don't even react to it due to its repetitiveness. Nefarious takes that film and takes it in a completely different path. Another great review. It, again, you can get your tickets now. It's not playing all over the country, but go see it this weekend. They need a big opening this weekend to be able to keep it in theaters and expand it. You can get your tickets at whoisnefarious.com. Uh, another great review. Nefarious starring Emmy winner Sean Patrick Flannery uh, as Jordan Belfi uh, in Entourage is a riveting new thriller be released April 14th. Synopsis is, and I just gave you the synopsis, but listen to the way they, they talk about this. They, uh, the two actors have great feisty chemistry together, where at times it is so intense the energy is palpable through the screen. Sean Patrick Flannery is a true force of nature, where he delivers a gripping performance for the ages. He is able to invest hum- uh, humanity, vulnerability, and believability in this complex title character. It was both physically and mentally uh, demanding uh, as a role for Flannery, but he nailed it. This is perhaps his most profound acting work. The screenplay allows for um, resonance, and it is filled with several twists and turns that will uh, have the audience not see what is coming. Um, here's, here's another one. Are you ready? Uh, repeatedly. What somewhat convincingly nefarious makes the case that humankind, despite its best intentions, will always drift to the dark side. Hate speech wasn't even our idea. The demon laughs. You came up with that one yourselves. The heavy lifting here is accomplished by Flannery. He goes on to talk about how good he is, blah, blah, blah. Nefarious zips through most of its brisk one hour and 38 minutes. It's efficient runtime rendered even more likely a lively by the snappy editing from Jeremiah, uh, Brian Jeremiah Smith, who edited Get Out. But after racing towards the slam bang climax of a convulsive death house scene, the proceedings come to a grinding halt <laughs> thanks to an extended <laughs> ill-advised epilogue featuring of all people Glenn Beck. It's a near fatal error. Oh, this is making my day. Redeemed, ironically, by one last devil in the details. Mm. I'm, uh, I just love the fact that you are the problem. 
It's so good. I, 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 mean, I told they, them. You did tell them. And I don't, I mean, my guess is, I have not actually seen the movie, but my guess is you actually probably do a good job in this. I but, play me. You know, here's what people have been saying to me. My gosh, you're really good. I mean, and I, was, I went, I played me. How hard is it <laughs> to play me? Yeah, you would think you do know how to yeah. do that one. You've had yeah. some experience at right. it. But I, I think it's just because you're just a well-known figure but the fact that you're playing yourself is usually excused it's not like they they put you in a separate role and it was hard to picture you no. we say this with actors all the time you know these actors come out and they make all sorts of crazy political points and then you see them in a movie and they might be doing a decent job in the movie acting but like it's hard to separate them from their annoying political opinions so you don't enjoy them in the role it's not even like saying well actors shouldn't be able to give their opinions I know. it just hurts their actual work absolutely and so i if you were like playing you know some random guy in this movie i can understand how that might be hard for the left to separate i, I loved martin sheen yeah yeah as the president until he started becoming so active and so vocal i no longer saw him as the president in west wing i saw him as martin sheen right and it wrecked it for me because i i only saw the the get past person them. the actor right yeah and but when you're playing yourself obviously and i play me very well We'll see about well. that. I yeah. can't wait to see this movie yeah. so I can Oof. critique each no. and every word. So embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. It's not embarrassing. Oh, it, it, it is. It is. Uh, just enormous. That is the only you part have of it. close up. I saw it on like an IMAX size screen. Okay. <laughs> and the whole thing is a close up of my face. And I'm, <laughs> you do not want to see a two story version of your face, especially mm-hmm. when you're fat and the camera angle is shooting up. My gosh, it was like, I mean, there was a devil, and I think he was running the camera on my scene, but anyway. And this is, you know, we sit in a studio every day that has a giant stretched out picture of your face. That's nothing. Um, And just that is, though, like, you see a lot of detail that you don't want to see. Every pore Mm -mm. is blown up. I can't imagine it on IMAX. No, on IMAX, you could stand in one of the pores in my face. And I will say... Listening to you talk about this and, you know, seeing this photo and everything, we often mock Hollywood celebrities for being obsessed with how they look. Oh, I you can You can almost you, it understand be, it. Oh, I couldn't even look at the screen. Because that's really all you think I, of. I saw it and I went, oh, dear God, my wife grabbed my arm like... <gasps> Uh, it was the worst it was part of the story. Scene. It was, it? Sarah, it's was the a, worst part yeah. of the story is your wife thought it was a jump scare when yeah, your face was. came on the screen. Yeah, this yeah. is the person you're married I to. I know. And she was like, oh, God. Uh, and she just <laughs> held on tight. Uh, and I just looked down after looking at the screen. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I just, holy cow. Wait, did you get it? I, I really want to know. Did you get an explanation from Tanya, your wife? No, I as said to, to her, why she reacted no, this way. We were talking about we we're having dinner with some friends, and uh, I said my wife grabbed onto my arm, and she went, "Oh my gosh!" Like, "Oh my gosh!" That is a huge, horrible face, and we were all <laughs> laughing. And she laughed. She didn't. She, she didn't, didn't say go, no, 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 no. I meant no. Like, she meant don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again that's what she meant this is what, she was right this is what you need to find in a, in a spouse oh yeah someone who will tell you that oh, your face is terrifying I, feel, I really feel sorry for those those people who you know are married to somebody who just for the money or whatever mm. my wife does not care about any of it no none of it not at fame forge none of it but she's actually much of it yeah she's disgusted right. by most of it mm-hmm. and there is nothing better than marrying somebody like that 
because you just go home and I'm like, hey, dig me. And she's like, yeah, I have. Why don't you pick up your underpants and bring them to the washing machine? All right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Pam wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. So I spent a lot of years trying to fix the pain I was uh, going in. Uh, I was going into pain clinics, and I, I just couldn't stop the pain. The pain clinics barely helped at all. I ended up taking uh, stuff that just wasn't worth it in the long run. Then I found out about Relief Factor. It has made a tremendous difference in my life. Thank you and goodbye, pain. Pam, I'm so glad you got your life back. Thank you for writing to us. I got my life back. Will you try it? If you're just in pain, would you just try this? It's a three-week quick start, 1995. So, you, yes, you do have $20 to lose. But on that, you have nothing else to lose. 70% of the people that take it find relief. I'm one of them. Pam's another one. 70% of the people go on to order more month after month. It's worth the 20 bucks just to try. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So uh, we were just talking about uh, the movie Nefarious. Get your tickets now. Who is Nefarious.com? Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I sold Stu, you know, distraction in it. And uh, clearly I am. Um, And we were talking off the air. And so maybe I should look for a city that would, you know, if you know of a theater that would want to do this. Uh, uh, My daughter wants to be an actress and she's really good. And. I watch her in shows and I would love to play a role against her. And we found a, a great Neil Simon show. It's two person. It's actually three, but the other is a bit part. Uh, and it's just about a father and daughter and coming of age. It's exactly, I mean, she's two years too young probably for this role. Um, and it, it's go, it's about a daughter who wants to know more about her father who is gone uh, and wants to be an actress. I mean, it just fits us. And uh, the only thing, the only bad thing about it is I want to do it. I want to do it for an audience, but I don't want reviews because they'll suck. The reviews will <laughs> suck. And you'll have a hard time, if you went, seeing me other than Glenn Beck. Um, you know, so it's, I, I'm not trying to be an actor. I just want to do something with my daughter. This is a father daughter thing. And I want to, you know, I'll rent a theater and I don't care as long as it pays for itself. I don't care about, you know, making money or anything else. I just want to do this and I want to do it in a city that, you know, is not going to review in the New York Times and say, Glenn Beck's trying to be an actor and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I want to do it either next fall or next spring. That'd be really cool. Yeah. For you, and you know, for as a family. That's just a yeah, really, cool be thing. really cool thing. Really cool. And I think it'll be really it'll be entertaining. It will be good. She's really good. You is another story. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to Friday. I think we're going to start calling these Good News Fridays. I just want to, one day a week, let's just stop and look at wins and good news. Uh, so this is a prototype kind of program. We're doing it today. And with my record of short attention span, this may be the only Good News Friday we ever do. But uh, today, in the last hour of the program, we have some really great news. We're going to start with a very big win for life in a case that you probably haven't heard of um but something big has just been overturned now it's being challenged state by state so we will see but the people who are fighting it in these states same people i'll explain in 60 seconds all right what are you doing today what are you doing today to make sure the money you have worked hard to earn over the years doesn't lose all of its value uh, I have a story, uh, and maybe I should include this in today's good news. I disagree with it, but there is a story that uh, is out that says, you know, Glenn Beck and uh, who is it? Glenn Beck and Tucker Carlson are saying that the U.S. economy is going down and the U.S. dollar is going to lose its status. Well, that's not true. Okay. I'll give you all the details on that. I think it is true. If, you know, it's numbers, man. That's all it is. It's just numbers. Do the math. If the dollar falls, our economy is going to be in real trouble because all of this money is going to be released from central banks and it's going to be washing all over everywhere. So what are you going to do to protect your investments that you have may i suggest gold or silver i know this has sounded crazy for a long time but uh you know gold is up to uh, what uh, 2050 today i think somewhere in that area uh they say jp morgan chase says it's going to hit 2300 soon that that's that sounds pretty safe to me Right now, Goldline is having a sale on their real currency, gold. And they're giving you a free one ounce copper Mayflower round with every historic $5 coin you acquire. The $5 Indians and the old Liberty coins are the ones that I buy. They're sold in tubes and boxes of 20. I wish I wouldn't have lost them in that fishing accident on the lake, but I did. Goldline, find out today. Take advantage of the special. Call them 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Let's get right to some good news. Dr. Jeffrey uh, Barrows is with us. He is an amazing guy. He serves as the senior vice president of bioethics and public policy for Christian medical and dental associations. Uh, He is an obstetrician gynecologist. Uh, He is a guy who um, left, you know, daily practice to uh, work with MEI, which is Medical Educational International for Christian Medical and Dental Association. He was the director there for forever. Um, He founded later Grace Haven, uh, an organization assisting victims of domestic minor sex trafficking in Ohio. He served as the member of the Technical Working Group on Health and Human Trafficking under the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, He's an amazing guy, and he's ethical. 
And so when his state said, you have to do, I don't care if you're Christian or not, you have to assist people in suicide. He said no. And he and another doctor, I believe it was Dr. Lacey, um, took them to court. And by their side is somebody else who's going to be on the phone with us. It's um, Chris Shandevel. He is the Alliance Defending Freedom senior counsel. They won the case. You need to hear about it. Doctor and Chris, welcome to the program. Well, good morning, Glenn. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be with you this morning. Thank you. So, so um, doctor, tell me what you would have been or people like you would have been forced to do had this not been turned over. Well, I first need to slightly correct you in that okay. New Mexico is not my state. I actually live in Ohio, but I was part of CMDA, and we have many members, including Dr. Lacey, in New Mexico. Okay. And if this law had taken place and we had not filed the lawsuit with the help of ADF, our members would have been, first of all, required to tell their patients who they considered as being terminal, maybe having six months or less left to live, about the option of assisted suicide. And then, even if they personally disagreed with it, they were required to make an effective referral if that patient did request assisted suicide. So we're very thankful that the lawsuit uh, was successful in encouraging and getting the New Mexico legislature to change the law and the governor signed it into law. And uh, it's a it's, as you said, a very big win for our members there in New Mexico. I, I have to tell you, um, I mean, I, I don't understand why doctors can't have their own belief and say, no, you know what? I, I, I can't do that. I'm really sorry. But if you you know want to do that, you'll have to go to another doctor and you can find them. They're out there. Why you're required to, you know, name another doctor that they can go to when you so strongly religiously believe that it is wrong. And if I'm not mistaken, and I forgive me if I am, but I understand that you have a terminal illness that you've been battling. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Uh, A little over a year ago, I was given the diagnosis of stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I have made the point that if I lived in New Mexico, my doctor would have been required to tell me about assisted suicide at the same time of giving me that same diagnosis. And I can tell you, being in the patient's position, that would have been devastating to me. I mean, it's hard enough to hear the diagnosis of stage four cancer. And and you're wondering, all kinds of things are going through your mind. How long am I going to live? Uh, am I going to be able to beat this? And then to have the doctor go on and say, by the way, here is an option for you. You can go ahead and we'll help you kill yourself. That is that is totally the wrong thing to tell a patient at that time, much less make a physician or healthcare professional say that to a patient. So it's not just, though, about the, the, the medical um, profession is becoming, to me, extraordinarily frightening because... I'm a, you know, a student of history. I look back at what we're repeating and through eugenics and all of the things that happened here in America uh, and in Germany. Once you start to devalue life, 
once you start to say, hey, maybe we can kill the young and the elderly because they don't have a life worth living, it goes awry quickly. And so it's it, it is not just about that one patient that you don't have to help kill, um, but it is also, I hope, uh, drawing a line in the sand that says physicians first do no harm. Exactly. <clears throat> You're exactly right, Glenn, because we have lost the overall purpose of medicine, which for millennia has been to heal the patient, not to kill the patient, but to heal the patient. And if they suffer from a, a terminal disease, to help them uh, as much as possible to limit the suffering, to come alongside them, to support them, but never, ever should we be hastening that death. And this is exactly where medicine is going, unfortunately, across many areas of the country. So we're very thankful again for the help of ADF and for the uh, New Mexico legislature listening to this uh, lawsuit and recognizing the importance of, of, uh, of looking and accepting the conscientious rights of healthcare professionals. Chris Shandivel is um, senior counsel for uh, ADF. That's Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, you are fighting a battle just like this now in California, aren't you? We are. We are, Glenn. Thanks so much for having me on. So, so what we saw in New Mexico um, is actually it's very unique. Um, you know, oftentimes when when these laws are passed legalizing assisted suicide, uh, what we've seen in state after state is that. Um, the so-called safeguards that are supposed to be put in place yeah. um, and, and even protections for um, caution uh, beliefs. Um, number one, they, they don't last and they don't work. Uh, and so California is a really good example of that. So that when they first passed their law, they did put in um, so-called protections for medical professionals like Dr. Barrows. Uh, but it wasn't too long after that that they amended their law to take away those protections, thus prompting our lawsuit. So we're, we're really thrilled and excited uh, by what we saw happen in New Mexico. It, probably uh, one of the first, maybe the first times that we've seen a law like this get amended uh, in a positive direction. So we're really hopeful that not only are we going to start stemming the tide of this wave of legislation across the country, but that we might even be able to start uh, turning that tide as, as people learn more about what's actually at stake with these laws. Doesn't this also kind of bleed over into the push now to have all ad all doctors, no matter what their uh, their religious belief, they've got to uh, participate in some way or another in abortions? Absolutely. I, I think it's a part of this broader push to really weaponize the medical uh, profession to advance a radical, uh, a radical political agenda, whether that's with end-of-life issues, as we're discussing today, whether that's at the beginning of life uh, with uh, forced participation in abortion, uh, whether that's with um, sex change surgeries and, and all of the procedures that go along with that, that doctors are being now told that they have to participate in uh, as the price of practicing medicine. And what Dr. Barrows and the other doctors that we represent are, are standing up and saying is that, you know, the medical profession is supposed to be about helping and healing people. It's not supposed to be about hurting uh, and killing people uh, as this radical agenda proposes. And, and again, we're just thrilled that we're already starting to see victories on the ground like we saw in New Mexico. And, and we're very optimistic that as, as more people learn that that is that these laws are going to drive 
good, excellent doctors like Dr. Barrows um, out of the medical profession, um, that people are going to stand up and say, you know, we're not we're not going to allow that to happen here in America. So, Dr. Barrows, let me ask you, I, I'm so concerned at what's happening in Canada because they're just ahead of us. And they're already having physicians assist suicide for depressed teenagers. It's, it's crazy what's going on up there. Um, but it's not just the law uh, that is doing it. There is this push in medicine, especially at the the uh, the school level. Our universities uh, that are teaching our next doctors are discriminating on you know uh, gender care. If you disagree with any of this woke stuff, you're going to have a harder time getting in. So we're spoiling the next group of doctors that are going to replace you. Is there? Is there any battle, real significant battle and pushback to this stuff in the in education? Well, Glenn, you're you're again hitting a very important point. Not only has Canada crossed into the provision of assisted suicide to younger people, but they've also crossed the threshold into euthanasia, which is what we want to avoid here in the United States at all costs. But especially in regards to what you were talking about with Chris and training in OBGYN or for medical students. It's one thing for a practicing physician who has established themselves and they've got a practice to be able to refuse to engage in either assisted suicide or an abortion. It's quite another when you are a a senior medical student or a first-year resident in obstetrics and gynecology where you're being put in a position where you're told you have to assist in an abortion. And, and what student has the ability to understand my whole education could be threatened if I refuse? And this is what we're seeing happening more and more across the country in all kinds of medical education scenarios. And frankly, we're quite worried for our students and residents and yeah. trying to look for ways to be able to protect them. Yeah. Anything we can do to help you, let us know. Um, uh, Dr. Barrows, thank you for everything you've done and thanks for helping stand up and Congratulations and thanks to Dr. Lacey as well. And if you would like to help um, in this fight, ADFlegal.org. They could always use donations. ADFlegal.org. Find the thing that you're passionate about and go in deep. Help them stand against this real evil that is going to last a generation already. If we don't stop it, it's uh, it's just dark stuff ahead. ADL, uh, sorry, ADFlegal.org. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks. All right, here's another thing. Uh, on the medical front, on abortion, the soul of our nation lies in tatters. I'm going to be out. I'm going to um, Virginia in two weeks, I think. There is somebody that has just quietly started to do a movement of we need to renew our covenant with God. And I heard about it and I really want to be there um, because that's how we started. We coveted with God. We've broken all those covenants and we need to ask for forgiveness, pray and fast and recovenant with God um, and then get into his service. So, We're sitting here in tatters wondering, what are we going to do? Who are we going to vote for? Forget about the vote right now. What are we going to do to show compassion, to help our fellow man, even if we disagree with them? 
Preborn, the ministry of Preborn does this uh, by saving babies and mothers. The mothers of unplanned pregnancies, we meet them where they're at and shower them with God's love, the moms and the babies. It's way beyond the birth of the child. It's a couple of years after the birth. They're still helping the mom because these moms feel like they have no place to turn. We really could use your help just in helping us pay for the ultrasounds at abortions. There are uh, $28 a piece just to do one. We want to provide them free because somebody's coming in for abortion isn't going to say, yeah, give me an ultrasound. It's an extra 28 bucks. Um, We give it to them free. And there is a um, greater uh, chance, in fact, a far greater chance that the mom actually decides not to have the abortion if she sees the ultrasound and hears the heartbeat. So can you help dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or visit preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Uh, your love can save a life. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Talking about love and compassion, um, I want to uh, tell you about Aaron and uh, Tiana Elmer. They are friends of mine. Uh, he has bipolar disorder unlike anything I've ever seen. He's attempted suicide. Um, he was a very high-functioning, very intelligent guy. Um, then he goes to college, and in the middle of it, uh, everything flips upside down. And he starts battling himself, mental illness. He meets um, a young girl over, um, I think, in Australia. And they fall in love. She, they want to get married. She's like, uh, I know everybody's telling me not to marry. In fact, she says one of the most offensive things people say to her all the time is, why did you ever marry him? You knew he is dark, dark depression and then manic. Uh, and they have kids and they function. And it is hard. It is hard. And she became a psychiatric nurse practitioner to be able to not only help him, but help others as well. So she gives an incredible interview along with her husband it's a very raw account of what it's like to be married to somebody diagnosed with a serious mental illness. And he also describes the mental illness from the sufferer's point of view. You'll be able to understand somebody who's going through real depression, what they're feeling. He is very eloquent about it. She can then talk about it from the doctor's side, but also as a family member. What do you do? We didn't want to run any commercials. This commercial um, uh, non-interrupted. And we wanted to make sure that we got this to as many people as possible. It is really unbelievable. Here's a cut. So how long did it take you before? Because I've been suicidal when I was younger. And it is a different world. I mean, it seems sane to you at the time. Insanity seems sane. And um, 
And, and while you're in it, you just, you're searching for the problem. You know, it, it, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And as you exhaust all of those, you then arrive at it's me, which is horrible. Explain the difference between a parent dying and being depressed and the way you experience depression. Do they, do they at all fit hand yeah. in hand with I don't events? have the quote. I wish I had it on me, but I was recently reading C.S. Lewis's, uh, a, I forget the name of the title, on grief about losing mm-hmm. his wife and some of those feelings of being abandoned by God. And here's C.S. Lewis who wrote Mere Christianity, you know, had some great insights on on things. And he, his, his insight and the way he explains it and this couple, they are... They're spiritual giants. You need to meet them. It's on podcast now, blazetv.com slash Glenn, available tomorrow on my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. The fateful day when somebody doesn't come home usually starts out like any other day. There's no foreshadowing, no scary music track following person around one minute. The world is normal and the next minute... It's completely upside down. Ever since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping people that are caught in that position. When a veteran goes off to war, starts out as any other day, and then they're brought down, either die or catastrophically injured. It's tough. The people who are, are going out fight fires or to just be a cop. Would you want to be a cop today? They get shot. The phone call comes in to the wife or the, the spouse. And and then what? Tunnel to Towers takes care of those people. And they make sure they helped, helped 500 people last year alone with, um, with their home mortgages. Take that off the plate for the family. Please donate at T, the number 2T.org. T2T.org. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code STANDUP. You'll save 20 bucks. Mm. Should we play this, Stu? I don't know. It's a new spot. Uh, It's put out by the MAGA people. And uh, it's against Ron DeSantis. It's 30 seconds. Let me just play it real quick. Um, I just I, I would like all of us to remember Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment. Listen, here it is. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare slashing social security even raising our retirement age tell ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money oh and somebody get this man a spoon make america great again inc is responsible for the content I mean, of this advertisement. There's so much in that there's in that so 30 much. seconds i know and i've got a great pudding fingers joke uh right. that i could use but i'm not going to um but uh i please guys please the 11th commandment I mean, ha- look, has DeSantis participated in this at all? No, but he's not even in the race no, yet. I, no, I just, <laughs> I, 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 I just wish 
I just wish Donald Trump would just do that. Just that one thing. So one thing. Don't. That could have been done by a uh, a. Uh, I mean, a, a Democrat. hundred percent. hundred percent. That is what, that is the absolute, and to the, all the way to the policy concerns in right. the ad. I well, mean, I did, let's not get into it right now. It's a good news I, Friday, but I, I just, mm, I just would like to, mm-hmm. if we bifurcate, if we can't come together, I'm going to support Donald Trump. I'm going to support uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. I'm going to support Nikki Haley. I will support Lassie if Lassie becomes the candidate. Uh, we cannot tear each other apart. Can't. All right. Um, I've got some more good news for you. I saw an article from uh, Selena Zito. She, she is one of my favorite, favorite reporters because she's actually a journalist and she does it the old way. She actually, I don't think, Selena, you still don't fly anywhere, right? You drive. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I not only do I drive, I only take back roads. Right. Uh, because if you if you drive on a on a highway or a turnpike or an interstate, that's just like dri- that's just like flying in the sense that you miss everything. You're speeding right past. Okay, maybe you'll go to a chain a restaurant and a chain gas station and you get back on the highway. You don't interact and right. meet and see and feel what's going on in the country. All right. So you wrote a uh, you wrote a a report, um, I think it was for the uh, examiner. um, And your story was stories of of dignity and grace are everywhere. We need to tell them more. Yeah. And you start talking about going into this small little town and listening to people's conversations. (laughs) Tell a story. Yeah, I have a bad habit of listening to people's <laughs> conversations, mainly because I love people watching no matter where I go, whether I'm sitting in a restaurant or sitting in a park or even taking a park. I love watching people. I love watching people interact. And there was this this couple, along with another gentleman, that were having a grand old time um, at this lobby bar in uh, Bedford, Pennsylvania, at the old Bedford Springs Hotel, which is a great historic hotel that goes all the way back to George Washington stayed there. And, uh, and, and my first impression was, geez, these guys must have been friends since high school. I mean, they are laughing and having so much fun. And, 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 and their conversation was all over the place. But even when it went uh, throughout politics, it was clear that the couple was very liberal. Uh, I would say the wife more so than the husband. He seemed to be sort of center left. And the other gentleman that was sitting with them was clearly center right. And and they were talking about their points of view, who they liked. Uh, and, and, of course, I... Um, had to eventually join into the conversation. <laughs> By the way, not during politics, but it was uh, over picking bourbon because <laughs> they had just been to the bourbon trail in Kentucky. So what did you say to him? So we, we, well, we, we first started talking about bourbon, and, and then you know I said, so like, did you guys go to high school together? And they're like, no, we just met 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I said, that's so amazing. You seem like you know each other forever. 
and I've just been observing you and you've been hugging and you've been, you know, talking about, you know, they talked about abortion. They talked about gun rights. Um, they talked about Biden and Trump, by the way, the, 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 the Democrat family does not want Biden to run. And the, uh, the Republican wants DeSantis, not Trump. But mm. but they're like, yeah, well, why, you know, how do you learn to um, sort of be able to argue your convictions robustly without understanding someone else's point of view? And once in a while, your point of view might even get changed. So it makes no sense to us to not engage with each other on something like that. So I find that to be more normal yeah. uh, than, uh, than unusual. Usually not with me, because if somebody gets in front of me and has a different point of view, they suddenly begin to s- speak for all of their friends who have ever said anything. <laughs> uh, and so I don't get that luxury. Uh, but I know other people, and I watch it happen with uh, with other people. You find that to be true? I do find that to be true. So two weeks ago, uh, Ron DeSantis came to Pennsylvania, and he did a speech at the Pennsylvania Leadership Conference. And, you know, the, this is, you know, sort of the heart of the grassroots movement, this event every year held in Pennsylvania. Um, uh, grassroots people come from all over the state to come and, and go to this. Uh, and everyone has spoken to it over the years. This is Rod DeSantis' first time. And I was watching, like I was watching this thing, and there were tons of people with, with, with MAGA hats on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's just, hmm, I wonder how this is going to go, right? He brought the house down and 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 really just um gave this speech that really spoke to people and was very forward thinking and and i saw and i watched you know all the people with the maga hats on like okay what are they going and they were the they were the, the first people along with everyone else to stand up and give him standing ovation after standing ovation. So I, and he, then I'm, hang on just a sec. I believe that what I said before you were introduced. I saw it. I heard it. Yeah. And I th- think that's that's true. I, I think yes. MAGA people, they might want Trump. They might, you know, think I'd really rather have DeSantis, but they're still wearing the hat and they will yeah. back Trump or DeSantis if the two of them don't kill each other. Well, here's the interesting thing, Glenn, and because I heard what you said beforehand, I think it's really important that you hear this, because this is what I heard over and over again among these voters. They love Trump. Every one of them. Um, Not all of them loved his comportment, but they accepted it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them are saying, look, I loved him. This is nothing against him. However, I'm not looking in the rearview mirror. I am ready to go forward. I'm, I think it's time we went with someone younger. And, and they didn't kill each other by being able to have that conversation. Right. And, and, and they said, look, if he is the nominee, we'll go for it. But, and and with the other thing I found, which I thought was so fascinating, back in 2016, there was, and, and you read all of my stuff, we yeah. talked a lot about it, there was the silent Trump voter, right? Yeah. The person who was afraid to say they were for Trump over Hillary Clinton. Now, 
It's a silent DeSantis. It's a silent DeSantis voter because they think their family is going to get mad because they like him over Trump. Isn't that amazing? Well, and, and one woman put it perfectly. I thought this was so perfect. She said, you know, reporters don't understand it, but we can actually walk and chew gum at the same time. We can still love Donald Trump. We can still have respected and appreciated his presidency. And oh. and I thought that was like, that's it. That's the nugget people are missing. I, I, I think so, too. And I, you know, no matter what happens, I will always have a very soft place in my heart for Donald Trump because that guy has taken a beating Yep. For all of us, really, yep. he's just become yep. the icon of it. He took a beating unlike any person I have ever seen anywhere in politics. Yep. And he's still taking a beating. And mm-hmm. so, you know, some people, you know, uh, don't want to say anything because, you know, you don't you, you don't want to tear him down. He's, you know, in a vote against him. Is that tearing him down? I don't no. know. But it it uh, there's great law. Lo- I have. And I was against him. I have right. great loyalty <laughs> to him. Yeah. I think that people have loyal, people are able to separate it. Yes, I think so too. I have loyal to his loyalty to his ideals. Yes. I have loyalty to what he did, how he stuck his neck up for, out for yes. us. I have loyalty for what he did for this country. And I'm still will always have that loyalty. That doesn't mean I it does not mean that I don't like him, even though I want someone else to carry the torch forward. These things are much more nuanced than how reporters tend to generalize things too much and stereotype things too much. And they also are dying for a fight. Like they're dying for a fight. They want to see. They want to see the, this sort of um, bloodbath between DeSantis and and Trump and conservatives. They just want to win. Like no. they just well, they've had three elections in a row of not winning, and they're pretty tired of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight between us. I just want right. to. I want to elect the guy who's going to fight for us, and that means right. fight in the party. That means you know, fight. I want somebody who's going to stand up and stand up to the Mitch McConnells and the Joe Bidens and the Merrick Garlands and all of those people. Um, and, I think, and I think that's where the calculation, like the Trump has understood that, that, that sentiment that you're talking about. Unfortunately, I think for conservatives, and it's giving conservatives a bellyache, is that he's also taking it to another Republican. Yeah, And so that ad that you played, my goodness in heaven, I felt like I was uh, listening to the um, to the ad that Nancy Pelosi's team ran against Paul Ryan in like mm-hmm. 2009. Mm-hmm. Right. It was yeah. right out of their 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 playbook and and sort of watching all the stories against Ron DeSantis being dropped in the Daily Beast and NBC News is also kind of weird, right? Yeah. Uh, and and so, you know, voters don't miss this. And and I think that they need to, if, if Trump wants to be successful, this is likely not the way to do it. Mm. Selena, thank you so much. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you for um, your um, 
Thank you for your diligence of going on the road and actually listening to people. You're fascinating. You're the most fascinating journalist out there, I think. I'm in Kentucky right now. If people want to follow me, they can just go to selenazito.com and they can see what kind of trouble I'm causing next. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Selena Zito. Selenazito.com. Thank you so, so much, Selena. She's awesome. I love her. Um, all right. Rough Greens. I think I did an interview with her before I knew who she was. Mm. And uh, it was a big interview. She's going to do a big Sunday expose on me. And we got about 15 minutes into it. And I'm, and I'm like, I think she's honest. I, <laughs> I don't think this is a gotcha piece. But I kept my shield up the whole time. Anyway, uh, Maria writes about her uh, dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, we love this product. Our dog had really bad skin and allergies. We had already tried all of the recommended treatments, but nothing worked. She had really bad smell. Three days into the trial, we noticed a difference. It's been almost two weeks, and the odor is gone. There's no more itching. Her red bumps are all but gone. Definitely worth the price of Rough Greens. Thank you so much for writing in. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black is the guy who invented this solution. It is Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all in the doses that your dog needs. They have a special deal right now, roughgreens.com. She was just talking about it. You get a, uh, you get a trial bag for free. You just put it on your dog's uh, food, sprinkle it on top. If he likes it, then you sit back over the months and you're going to, she said, two weeks, uh, you're going to start seeing changes in your dog, good changes. All you pay for is shipping for the first bag. So Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com, roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. All righty. So, Stu, you going to see my big fat face in uh, Nefarious this weekend? I'm uh, excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wasn't an answer to the question. You're going to go this weekend. This weekend is I have important. a lot of things going on this weekend. I have, uh-huh. I have approximately 37 sporting events to go to with the children this weekend, so I do not know if I will get there this weekend. Oh, it's not a sporting event. It's a children's sporting event. Yeah, my favorite players are playing. My favorite gymnast, my favorite ba- baseball and football player, all in action multiple times this weekend. Your favorite Absolutely. A hundred percent. Really? So you're going to be at the draft and you're like, this one, he's the best. He's my favorite. Put him in. Yes, of course. He's yeah. my son and my, and she's my daughter. So yes, that's more than, that's, that's, that's the best sporting event. Yes, it is. Nah, it's it's freaking fun, man. It really <laughs> is like, you know, it is, but you know what? I love it. Torture. I know what you're saying. It's just torture. Cause it's just all the time. Go, 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 go. Oh, I, and I, I don't mind. I mean, I like sports. You know, if I could have front row seats to see my you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, which are my favorite team, America's team, of course, uh, play every day, Canada. I would love that. And and like you know, Zach's my favorite baseball player. Ainsley's my favorite I I, gymnast. But I, I went to Rafe, but all of Rafe's Florida or um, football. I've gone to all of Cheyenne's performances. I love it over and over and over again. But jeez, give it a rest, kids. <laughs> Stop stop achieving things. Stop with the achievement. Coast a bit. You're in America. It's a new America. Coast. They'll give you a cell phone.
the Glenn Beck Program.